You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, Splendors of the Small Screen. Friday. Lately I've been having a lot of dreams where I'm watching TV. Sometimes I'm wearing pants and sometimes not. According to the Dictionary of Dream Symbols, dreaming about watching TV means you're afraid life is passing you by. This morning I awake from a dream in which I am watching, alone in my living room, a Disney video called Hitler's Chihuahua. The film follows the adventures of the Fuhrer's mischievous lapdog during the Third Reich. There is nothing in the dream dictionary about Nazi dogs, and so I don't know whether to fret or not. But as I get ready for work, I find myself erring on the side of fretting. Saturday. My father and I are watching a documentary about Montreal on TV. A lot of great things have happened in this city, my father says, his eyes taking on a sentimental glaze. Like the World's Fair, for instance, or all those Stanley Cup wins. Or the bed-in, I add. Sure, he shouts, getting all into it. That also happened in Montreal. You know, with the ones who wanted peace. Yoko and her husband, what's his name? John Lennon, I say. No, that's not it, he says. The other one, Stephen, I think. Boy, this is going to drive me crazy. We both sit in silence on the couch, watching TV, trying to remember things, proud to be Montréalais. Sunday. In my latest bid to multitask, I've begun watching silent films while listening to the radio. As a result, I now find myself watching Buster Keaton hop from the roofs of train cars as a German scientist on the CBC explains the possibility of the Earth one day being engulfed by the sun. This leaves me feeling confused, not knowing whether to feel amused or existentially terrified. As it turns out, the sensation is not that different from the way I feel most of the time anyway. The video I'm watching is called The General, and it takes place during the Civil War. In it, Keaton is trying to outrace the Unionists back to his base to alert the Confederate troops of a surprise attack. As I watch, it strikes me how many movie plots would have been ruined if cell phones existed... I mean, all Keaton would have had to do was call ahead and let them know the army was coming and the whole film would have been over in 15 minutes. And what about Deliverance? The war with the hillbillies would have been averted by a call to 911. The Wizard of Oz? They call up the wizard, he's not home. The end. Interrupting these musings is the scientist on the radio, now describing what the earth being consumed by fire would look like though he concedes that no one would actually get to see the spectacle occur as human life would be long gone before then. I get up and turn off the radio. Life is too short to attempt too much. I sink back into the couch and settle in to watch the rest of the video in quiet. Monday. On the news, I watch the outrage and disbelief caused by a potential ban on poutine at a local ice skating arena. The reporter explains to the woefully ignorant that poutine is a combination of fries, gravy, and cheese curds. But to see it as only that is to miss the magic, 
to forget that atoms form molecules that end up possessing entirely new properties. I mean, if the sun is more than mere hydrogen and helium, but as William Blake saw it, hundreds of dancing angels singing holy, 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 then Poutine is, at the very least, a sticky-faced, sweaty-palmed, obese cherub having a heart attack. I watch amazed by the power Poutine has to rally an entire community. It goes against our right to be fat, says an indignant local politician. I am not a very political man, but I am oddly moved by his words. Tuesday. I'm watching TV at Tucker's. We watch while eating roast chicken, holding the chicken legs in our hands as though they are gavels. It makes us feel cat-like in our readiness to impose verdicts. Sitcoms these days are nauseating, Tucker decrees through bites of chicken. Joke, joke, joke. It's like watching a comedic strobe light. Whatever happened to shows like Happy Days, a joke every five minutes was plenty. Who would have ever thought that Happy Days would one day prove to be a closer approximation to reality than what would come? After all, how many laughs occur during a typical half hour of life? I make a mental note to start carrying around one of those counters that you click with your thumb. I fear it will not get much use. Hello. Where can I get mini bananas downtown? Mini bananas. Mini bananas. Not the big bananas. You know the little mini 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 bananas. Josh, it's ten thirty at night. I I have no I idea. I need mini bananas. Why do you need mini bananas? This is not helpful. I knew this would be your response. Just tell me where to buy the bananas. I, I don't. Have I have no idea. Out. Get big bananas and just cut them up. The big banana doesn't want big bananas. Who's the big banana? Randy. That's a wrap, people. Set up the next shot. Where are you right now? I'm on set. What on set? What do you on set for? I'm on set for this uh, TV production I'm working on. What, what's it to you? Since when do you work on TV productions? Since you haven't been paying attention to my life. That's since. Well, what, what, what's your job on set? I, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm doing lots of different things. I have a lot of responsibilities here. That's why I can't waste my time talking on the phone with you. So what you're saying is you're you're like um you're like a gopher. I resent that. And what TV show set is this? Have you heard of? Uh... Handy Randy. The, the the show about the kid who whose dad is a concierge and he helps him out in that fancy downtown hotel? That's correct. I love that show. That, it's with that kid, uh, Randy Dandy. Yes, <clears throat> I am his personal assistant. And by the way, it's pronounced Don Day. Randy Don Day. It's not Randy Dandy. I called him Randy Dandy the first time I met him and he threw grape drink in my face. Which burns, by the way. Wow, that's an amazing job. What, what are you talking? I had that job. Jo- I had that job. That's one of the coolest shows on Canadian TV. You know what? You love the show so much, you come and do the job, okay? So wait a second. Mr. Donde needs some bananas? Yeah, that's correct. I love that show. Wait, how, how does the how does the theme song go again? I'm not going to sing the bloody Oh, come theme on. Song. How does it go again? No. Please. Rand is handy after all. Handy, Randy. He is handy after all. Handy, Randy. And all his friends! So you also get to work with the co-stars Joey and Susie? No. Joey threw hot cocoa in my face, and Susie kicked me in the shins because I put too much mayonnaise on her sandwich. They seem so nice, though, on the show. To quote Laurence Olivier to Dustin Hoffman on the set of Marathon Man, acting. Hello, this is Carpatti. 
Yes, Randy, right away. Abs- what tone? No, there's no tone. I've just... what, can, what, what can I do for you, Randy? Yes. Right away. Thank you. Hello? Was, was that, that was Randy? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that was Randy. Well, what's going on? He wants to know where his bananas are. He's worse than King Kong. Do you, do you have, like, any little, like, fun facts about, you know, life on the set? Like, any little... Yesterday he drove a golf cart over my hand. No, I mean, you know, fun stuff. Like, I mean, like, how does he get his hair so curly? W-I-G. No. Oh, yes. That's not his real hair? No. He gets it from some Orthodox lady. I don't believe it. It's true. Come on. No, yeah, absolutely. I believe his hair was originally uh, worn on a 50-year-old housewife in Passaic, New Jersey. I'm actually finding this disillusioning. Um... Had you had your illusions wrapped up in a 12-year-old child star before? I know I didn't. I don't find it disillusioning. I find it dehumanizing. Come on. I mean, it must be very stressful being 12 years old and having all this adult responsibility. What responsibility does he have? Well, you know, he, I mean, he has to work long hours. and Long hours? He works three hours a day, two and a half hours of which he spends throwing grape drink in my face. Come on. He makes more in one day than I've made in my whole life. Well, then, I mean, why are you doing this job? You know... Showbiz. I didn't know that you had showbiz aspirations. That's what's happening. Cameras, lights, action, grape drink. Well, I mean, are, are you learning anything about the, you know, the performing arts? I'm learning about how much the human spirit can take before it finally gives up. I'm also learning how to get grape drink stains out of corduroy. It's, they're very stubborn. Oh, oh God. All right, all right I, I gotta, gotta go. Yeah. Hold on, all right? Okay. Carpati speaking. Yes, hello, Randy. Who's there? Carpatia is a smelly gorilla who? Is that all, Randy? Because uh, I... Hello? He hung up. I don't know. Josh, I mean, I don't... Maybe this isn't the best job for you. You know, this is how all the greats started. You know, you gotta gotta start at the bottom. This is the equivalent... This is the modern-day equivalent of the mailroom. All right? You know, sure, now I'm just, you know, running around, fetching vitamins... Getting moist wipes, but that's that's not how I'm, you know, changing diapers, but that's not how I roll. You change diapers? I don't want to talk about it. Look, all the greats started at the bottom. Look, Johnny Carson kept Ed McMahon in the corner of his personal bathroom for over 30 years so he would hand him a towel to dry his hands, okay? That's how you get to host Star Search. Well, I mean... That's the elevator to success. Any second, my cell phone is going to ring, and it's going to turn out that the guy that was supposed to be in the scene broke his ankle, you know, on the slip and slide, and I'm going to have to go in there, and I'm going to have to say the line, and that line's going to become a catchphrase, and I'm going to become a star, okay? Because that's how it works in show business. I feel it. I feel it. Any second now. Finally. Yeah. Hello? Right away. So was that fame a knocking? Two words. Purple vomit. Oh. Randy was shooting a bumper car scene. It didn't end well. It upset his stomach. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be strong. You know, yeah. I gotta be strong. That's the attitude, you oh. know? Uh, hold, hold on. Okay. Carpati speaking. I'm coming right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, come, I'm gonna clean up. Why would you want more purple drip? But you just threw... How about some actual juice? Do you want juice, Randy, made from apples? No, it's not purple. Where am I going to get purple food dye in the middle of the night? Randy, be reasonable. Purple drink, purple.
Gregor? Hello, I hear you. I can't hear you. I think the battery on my cell phone is dying. The TV image is still fuzzy. All I see is snow. Well, I, What's taking you so long? I'm standing on your roof fiddling with your antenna well, for the... fiddling with it and just orient it and come back down. What do I know about TV antennas? If I wanted you to move in on my roof, I would have charged you rent. I don't know how I let you convince me to go up here. You know, I'm not, I have a fear of heights. Why can't I be the one in the living room watching TV with you up on because the roof? Because you're helping me set up my antenna. What are you, daft? Well, I could help you by sitting, you know, in the Barca lounger in front of the TV. I don't have to be the monkey on the roof. Believe me, if I could have trained a monkey to do it, I would have. It would have been a lot easier than having you complain constantly. All I want you to do is turn an antenna. How hard is that? I'm, I'm rotating it, like you told me to. Are you playing your fiddle up there? Are you the fiddler on the roof? All right, wait, hang on a second. Let me just twist it. Does that, did that do anything? I see, like, a shadow image, very fuzzy, hard to make out what it is. Can I make a suggestion, Gregor? Yeah. Have you thought of maybe, I don't know, getting cable? You know what my relationship is with the cable company. I still don't understand. What happened? They they didn't show up on I time? I called them for a service call. They said they'd be here between certain hours. They didn't show up. I demanded an apology. They wouldn't give me it, so I canceled my cable. They don't care. They do that to everyone. It's yeah, well, they don't do it to me. Well, so I have to pay the price by falling off your roof. Just align the antenna. All right, okay, I'm turning it. Which direction are you turning it? I mean, I'm just, I'm turning it away from the house. What do you mean you're turning away from the house? It's not... What kind of a direction is that to orient yourself in when you're on my house? I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm turning it. I'm turning. Is it better now? No. Okay, now? No. Now. Hold it. Yeah? Hold it. Whatever you're doing right now is perfect. I'm, I'm actually scratching my ear. Crystal clear. Look, I'm going to let go. I don't have it anymore. It's gone. Put your hand back on it. Okay, my hand's back. Now I got it good. That's it. Perfect. Stay like that. I got a beautiful picture. You should come down and see it, except you got to keep your hand on it. Gregor, what do you want me to do? Stand up here indefinitely on your roof holding your antenna? Did you just let go again? I was gesturing with my hands. You have to keep your hand on it. Gregor, I cannot stay up here all day. And, uh, Johnny, and, and stop your talking, because I, I, I got ten minutes left here. I got friends coming over, and I have to have the TV on by then. What's on in ten minutes? It's the rebroadcast of a classic PGA tour. What, you're watching a rerun? It's not a rerun. It's a classic. Well, why don't you just get this classic on a VHS or something? A VHS? What are you, living in 1921? I'm not the VHS. one who has an antenna on his roof. Have you heard of a DVD? VHS. So you're going to sit there with all your friends in the living room while I stand up here like a jerk on the roof. You're always after me to get together with my regular guy friends and do regular guy stuff. Yeah, but... So I'm I... giving you an opportunity tonight. Well, this isn't this an is opportunity. This is the curtain coming down on Johnny as a regular guy. No, well, I'm not even going to get to meet these guys, They're going to meet you by knowing that you're the guy on the roof. You know what we're going to be talking about all night? We're going to be talking about, wow, the reception is so great. I wonder who's bravely sitting on the roof so we can watch a crystal clear broadcast. Gregor, this is really, really not worthy of my time. I'm letting go, all right? I'm coming back down. You know what? Fine. Gregor, where, where is the ladder? I put the ladder back where it belongs, in the garage. No, no, Gregor, get the ladder. Absolutely, I will do that at the end of this broadcast. Gregor, I am not spending the next two hours up here on your roof. You don't want to spend the next two hours on my roof? No, Fine. I don't. I, you I spend the next two weeks on my roof. 
I'll never get you down. How about that? You'll spend the rest of your life on my roof. Gregor, is that what you want? My battery is dying. Can you get the ladder, please? Yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying because I invited people over with the expectation of watching a rebroadcast of a classic sports You're moment. You're using and me. And now the guy who's supposed to put his hands on my antenna so I can see that broadcast is pooping out on me. I want to get off the roof. You want to get off the roof? Fine. You climb down the drain. I'm not climbing down anything. I'm going to break my leg. You put your hand back on that antenna. I am not. I am not. You put your hand up or I'm going to get that ladder out and I'm going to climb up on I'm going to throw you off my roof. How about that? This is not a joke. I'd like to get off the roof. It's cold, okay? I'm not dressed for this. The wind is blowing up your skirt up there, and you got to get off the roof because you're cold? Gregor, it's, start, it's starting to rain. Well, you better get off the phone because it's very dangerous to talk on a cell phone in a storm. It's dangerous to be holding an antenna in an electrical storm. And I hope that you get electrocuted. I hope you get fried by lightning. How terrible. Because then I'll have a reason to say... My friend who volunteered to help us watch this broadcast is that smoldering pile of ruins on my front lawn. I mean, seriously, you've done a lot of awful things to me, but this, like, you oh, will get... Oh, that was my doorbell. I gotta go. My friends are here. What, what, what do you... I'm not gonna hold that antenna, Gregor. That's fine. You don't have to hold the antenna. What, what do you mean? All you're doing is forcing me to move the party from the living room to the dining room TV, which has cable. You have cable? Well, not in the living room. We'll just have to sit on the other couch. Well, what am I doing up here on the roof, then? Johnny, you know I don't like watching TV in the dining room. The dining room is for eating dinner. The living room is for watching TV. But I thought you had a fight with the cable company. I did have a fight with them, but I gotta have cable TV in the dining room for emergencies. I can't believe you. I'm gonna... Could you go get the ladder now, please? Oh, tea time. Gotta go, Johnny. During the commercial, I'll send one of the guys out with the ladder. Seriously. Relax up there. Can you go get it now? It's hazardous to be on a ladder in the rain. I could slip. It's hazardous to be on a roof in the rain. Yeah, well, there's no reason being doubly hazardous by having both of us put in harm's way. So I gotta wait till after the rain stops, then I'll come out. Gregor, could you... Hold on tight. My phone is starting to die. I'll see you at the crack of dawn tomorrow. Gregor? First thing, sunrise. I'll be out there. Ladder in hand. All right, and our next caller on the line is Julian, phoning from Vancouver. How are you doing, Julian? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I don't think I don't think people will know my name, Julian. So if you want to introduce me by my my stage name, my show name, that's, you, have, uh, you have a stage name? Oh yeah, well, it's not. I mean, not literal stage, but I mean, you probably don't recognize my voice because of the phone and because I'm not uh, shrieking, but. Uh, I'm jellyfish moron. Uh, jellyfish moron. Uh, is that uh, some kind of band or something? No, no, it's not a band. It's a jellyfish moron. Okay, November, November of last year. You probably got it forwarded to you by somebody in your office. It's a very popular internet video. Jellyfish moron. Jellyfish moron. me. Okay, it vaguely familiar sounding. Yeah, Twenty-four million hits. So oh. yeah, I should hope it would be vaguely familiar to you. Okay. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you. I mean, I mean I'm not. I'm not uh, as up on these things as uh, I would like to be. Uh, so, so jellyfish. So let me just jog your memory here. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, and it'll come to you. But um, mm-hmm. so what happened was I was laying out uh, on the beach, mm-hmm. having a, a homemade margarita that I had brought in a kind of an opaque water bottle, and also something that's kind of been made light of in the comments section, you know, on the blogs and stuff. I was reading. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Mm-hmm. I was driving my mom's car, and it was the only thing in there. So, mm-hmm. 
you know. Anyway, so I was I was laying there. I had my homemade margarita, mm-hmm. and uh, my ten year old brother fished a jellyfish out of the water and dropped it on my face while his friend filmed it uh, on a camera phone. Oh my! That that that's horrible. Uh, w- w- were you okay? Uh, well, you know, it sat on my face, you know, for five seconds while it registered. I thought maybe it was suntan lotion or at the worst, maybe some, some bird poop, but, uh, you know, started stinging and I, I threw it down and I, I poured my homemade margarita, uh, on my face while I was yelling, there's fire in my face, there's fire in my face. Somebody put out the fire in my face, which has subsequently been put onto a lot of you know, T-shirts and mouse pads, and there's even you know, a chain restaurant in the Midwest selling margarita glasses that say, fire in my face, fire in my face. And I haven't seen a dime of any of this, by the way. Well, th- I mean, this must have caused you a great amount of personal pain. Uh, well, I mean, you know, th- there was some, some light scarring to my face and neck region. But what I don't think your listeners realize is mm-hmm. the, the physical pain was momentary, but the damage that it did to my life, hmm. I mean, I'm still feeling that ripple effect that comes with internet superstardom. Hmm. I mean, you know, people who have been made famous on the internet, uh, we're talking the, the Star Wars kid, uh, I mean, that kid can't have a normal life. The uh, Star Wars kid, this is the kid who was practicing his lightsaber moves in the AV room at his high school, right? Yeah, yeah, and somebody filmed it, and hmm. um, I mean, he's kind of in, in a different uh, ballpark than me. He's in the you know, 100 million hits. Wow. Which is, you know, a pretty exclusive club as far as internet celebrities go. Hmm. See, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I just need direction. I mean, where to go from here, I think. Right. So so you're calling to, I guess, figure out how to negotiate this. And I'm sure in this day and age there probably are, you know, therapists uh, who, who can deal with this kind of thing, I'm imagining. No, that's not, that's not really what I'm getting at. Um, ever since February, the amount of hits I've gotten have been waning significantly. Um, you know, it started out 10,000 a day, 20,000 a day, and now it's five and 600. Right. And I'm kind of chasing the dragon. Wait, I, the I, internet fame dragon. Wait, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Julian. I, I don't think I understand. You, you, I mean, what you described sounded kind of like a nightmarish scenario, and now you're telling me that you miss it? It's like a drug, Jonathan. I mean, you know about radio fame, and that's well. that's all well and good, but Jellyfish Moron made a lot of people happy. I appeared at the ribbon-cutting ceremony for a mall, Jonathan, a really, really nice mall. And mm-hmm. I was there with former cast members of Degrassi High, which was huge. Like, mm-hmm. for a while there, you know, I was as famous as them. And, uh, you know, now I'm just the assistant manager of a jet ski store, and I have a plan to get it back. Get, get. In order to kind of make my way back into the limelight, I've been working on some new videos. Uh, mm-hmm. Haven't been getting a lot of traction. Um, you know, my first one, which is Jellyfish Moron Part Two, which was basically the exact same thing, but on a different day. Were you um, dropped a jellyfish on your face again? Yeah, yeah. Dropped one on my face, and then I told some blonde jokes I uh, downloaded off the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that wasn't as popular. And I realized people wanted something different. Mm-hmm. And kind of what I tried to do was I ate a handful of bees. Uh, uh, bumblebees? Yeah, bumblebees. And so I caught some in a jar and had my little brother film me on his camera phone eating a handful of bees. 
And and I mean, was there some kind of context to this? Were you? Uh, yeah, it... yeah. Well, how it was set up was that I, I said, can't wait to have this checks mix, which I thought would be huge. I actually had a thousand T-shirts printed up of that that are kind of sitting in my garage. And and then so instead of eating the check mix, you accidentally ate a handful of bees. Uh, yeah, and it's only got two thousand hits to date. And so, why exactly are you are you phoning today? I just wanted to know if maybe you know if you had any ideas for funny internet videos. Now, Julian, I mean, w- wouldn't you rather be remembered for something something real and something positive, like good deeds that you put out into the world? Have you ever seen an internet video about good deeds? No, it's about making people laugh. All right, fine. I mean, if that's what you want, I don't know. I mean, like, maybe you have your brother slam the piano case down on your fingers while you're trying to play the theme from Chariots of Fire. Ooh, that's good. That is good. Okay, hold on. Bye. Piano. I get... what, what should I yell? What should I yell when, I, when the piano hits me? Like, owie, owie, owie. I like it. Ooh, this is good. This is going to be on everybody's iPhone. I'm giving you producer credit on this. All right. Well, glad to be of help, Julian. Thank you so much. And our next caller. On Wiretap today, you heard Joshua Carpati, Gregor Ehrlich, and Jordan Morris. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Bertwintonic and Carolyn Warren. Production assistance from Crystal Duhame. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Wednesday evening at 11.30. You can also listen to past episodes online, anytime, at cbc.ca slash wiretap. And, while you're there... Why not download the latest wiretap ringtone? Randy's handy after all. Handy Randy. Make Handy Randy's theme your own with every ring of your phone. <laughs>